All righty, Creedcast preview for the showdown this weekend, tomorrow night. Um, coming up very, very soon, um, once you listen to this probably, because I'm recording this late, it is 11, 11 p.m. Um, on Friday. Um, as per usual, the preview is coming, coming late, but um, it kind of works in general because I actually, um, you know, get to see, you know, the team drops and all that stuff. So I usually, I always keep thinking I want to get it out sooner, but um, just with the fact that, uh, you know, life gets in the way and then I end up doing it with the full team, News and it kind of um, helps uh, round out the round out the preview on here. So maybe I'll just keep doing like your day before previews and do some other content earlier in the week when I get the chance. So that might just be the way it goes. But anyway, showdown coming up. It's a big day, um, a day that we all you kind of circle on the calendar, don't you? When um, you're hearing about the showdown coming up and you you see the you see the when what weekends that they're being planned for once the once the fixture drops, even with a floating fixture, we still knew what weekend it was coming. So. Uh, it's been marked on the calendar very early, um, particularly, you know, when the, the Crows started the season well and um, we started the season well too, but um, people were getting up and about, but then the last few weeks happened and now we're going in as pretty heavy favourites, probably the one of the heavier, heavier backed, um, you know, one-sided kind of um, uh, betting lines that we've seen, um, but I am of the opinion that uh, showdowns, um, while they are generally can be played, and there have been some buyouts over the years, um, certainly us last year, that was good fun. Um, there is there's plenty of showdowns over the years that have been a lot closer than expected, and and surprise results here and there as well, and um, and that's what we've got to. We can't go in there with any complaints complacency tomorrow. So um, it's a big game. There's a lot, there's a bit to talk about with it, and um, yeah, let's just let's just get right into it. First person to just tweet back at the account um, and let me know where that music's from. Um, if you know the movie, it'll be very recognisable to you. Um, it's one of my favourites of all time. Um, anyone who knows me knows I talk about it way too much. But uh, yeah, tell, just tweet at me, uh, tell me where the music's from, and I'll just send out a, ba- a pack of stickers or something. You know, just just love love doing giveaways. So that's about it on that front. But yeah, it's um, good pump up music as well. Um, just uh just get that that uh, battle battle feeling battle ready battle hardened feeling going into tomorrow um you know 7 10 p.m that's where it starts um with the showdown at adelaide oval for us um in a home game um for port adelaide against our um our hometown rival i don't know how to describe them because i just hate them and that's where um i guess we can start this little preview is um the the feeling between the two sides at the moment because there's a, there's a lot going on and I'm not going to get too much into the um the prison bar stuff in this this um, preview because um it's really not relevant to the match at the moment um it is a 
big side show to it. And uh, certainly on our side of the field, um, on our side of the fence as fans, it's certainly a big um, showing. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, as many people that are, everyone has a possibility to, if you've got a prison bar jumper in your, um, in your closet, um, then wear it. That's, that should be the first, um, unless you don't have one, then obviously wear just whatever colors you can. But if you've got a prison bar jumper, then that's the, that's the only jumper to wear tomorrow. But, um, you know, on the field, um, the prison bars, unfortunately, are not going to be seen. Apart from, um, oh, by the way, the um, 3.30, we're going to have the Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide versus Adelaide in the Sandful game um, in a doubleheader at Adelaide Oval as well. So if you have the chance, get there at um, 3.35. It's um, the first bounce for that one. And uh, we're hoping to get there um, ourselves. Um, it, I've got to work until mid-afternoon in the Barossa here. So I'm hoping to get there. Um, if oh, It depends how work's going. If I can get off earlier, then we'll get down there by the time... The uh, Sandful game starts. If not, it might be around half time um, that we get in there. So hoping to, but it'll be good to see as many people in there supporting um, the Maggies as well. Um, certainly a big game for them as well, and um, and a good chance for everyone. And you know, people that um, us included, we don't get to too many Magpies games with work schedules and um, having to make sure that we get to the um, the AFL game. So. Uh, it's a good chance for us to see them again. We sort of went after going to the first game of the season against Norwood and um, plenty of um, others that may not get a chance to go to the Sample games too much. Um, it's a really golden opportunity to just get there a bit earlier and you're getting in with your same tickets. So um, get in there and um, support the boys. But um, So you will see the bars running around on the Oval earlier in the earlier in the day for sure with their Sample guys. Um, but unfortunately, we won't see it with the um, AFL team this year with everything that's been going o- over the last couple of weeks. And... Um, I will do an episode um, probably this week once we've got, gone past the showdown stuff dedicated to that whole just where my head's at with all that at the moment because there's a lot to die uh, to dissect with ha- everything that's been happening with that. But this isn't the moment for it. We're just gonna just gonna talk about the game um, with the with the Adelaide Crows and against them. And um, but that certainly has fueled the um, as I was saying the kind of you know the hate <laughs> that has been there for them. Um, and, you know, look, the, people can talk about um, your language you use as fans because, um, you know, I, you get it sometimes because I come from, surprisingly, most of my immediate family are actually, I'm the one black sheep of the family, as they all called me growing up, um, that, that supported Port. And, you know, whenever you mention hate and it's just, oh, you don't hate it. It's just, it's just football. It's just like, well, just, yeah, it is. And, like, in the grand scheme of life and things, yes, um, there is things to get more. There are things that are legitimately worth getting mad about. Um, but I certainly do. Um, one of the things that gets me through the craziness of life and the, the other more serious things that happen is my love for sports and my adoration for my teams and my um, passion for my teams. And Port Adelaide is one of those. And when you see the things that have been said about the team um, with the prison bar, because the prison bar is what it's done is also hi- um, highlighted other fans and the things that they say about Port um, and our history and our club and our, and our and tremendous legacy to football is trivialised um, by many other fan bases around the around the um, around the competition. And look, it, for me, it's a bit of fun biting back at them, but it is also there is some serious stuff out there that um, actually does um, affect Port Adelaide. Um, because some of the stuff is actually put into the media and. What was done on um, Footy Classified uh, last week, and that's again getting to prison bars territory, but just on a, in a general thing, um, is because that's on a national stage by some of the biggest media personalities and the 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 falsities that are spoken about Port Adelaide um, 
people listen to those, um, other fans that will listen to those because they are said by what are names and people involved in football that are at a high level. And so when you have Eddie Maguire saying those kind of things and then um, even this week in Footy Classified, they made a joke about that meme or the, the, the doctored image of the crows in a crows-coloured fucking prison bar jumper and and that kind of stuff was getting thrown around. And then so you see all this stuff and um, the words said about Port Adelaide and the trivialisation of our history and our, um, and our um, culture and our traditions at Port Adelaide and does just make you hate all of them that much more and that's why this game becomes so much bigger for me this week um beyond um it is always big actually it doesn't become any bigger in the sense of you just you know i'm without that stuff i would have just enjoyed the win just as much tomorrow um knock on wood when it comes um but it does just add that extra little bit of spice because the last couple of weeks has seen a lot of um vitriol um, there's been certainly a lot of support for Port Adelaide from the well-minded, well-rounded, um, sane people that are, exist both in the media and, and football fandom in general. But we see that there's a lot of um, vitriol and and laughter and and you know that the, the you know the Port Power established in 1997. They're not the same club when you know it's just completely you know completely misreading and misunderstanding of facts and uh, which is the most frustrating thing. But um, it's kind of it has added to the spice going into this week all this stuff because it does I think um, and we've seen it with Chris Davies what he came out and said today too um, and fucking hell did he stir stir up the hornet's nest of the Crows fans and you know it's funny when you um, you know Port fans are claimed to be easily triggered when it comes to prison bar stuff but then Chris Davies just comes out and says oh the Crows are jealous and suddenly the the entire Twitterati are out there um, uh, getting their pitchforks out and, um, you know, fans with, that have got 119 in their Twitter handles are cracking the shits. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's kind of almost like all fans get crazy a little bit when things are said about your club. But it's certainly um, <laughs> it's certainly funny when, um, you know, Chris Davies just come out and basically saying, look, well, there's there's some serious stuff behind why Port Adelaide has a hate for Adelaide and that and that is very true too with the the history of um how Adelaide came into the competition and and um taking our rightful spot and then then we still fought our way in anyway because we had the legacy and tradition and the history behind us to um not get beaten down by that first attempt and still get in there as the only um club from outside of Victoria to come in as a pre-existing and and traditional um powerhouse club so that's something to be proud of and that is suddenly something you certainly see that um, it does bother um, Adelaide fans. Um, they don't like hearing that we have been around since 1870. They will, at every given opportunity, make a little, even if they know it's true, they still will make a smirky remark about, um, oh, it's 1997, isn't it? You know, because there's, there's just an, um, uh, a kind of um, insecurity about um the difference in histories and um and the pride that we have in it and then and the comfort that we have in it and there's there's not that there so they have to cover their tracks they cover for that with um the snide remarks and the and the you know two premierships versus one stuff in the you know and and, hey look hey valeria yeah sure claim it but then um when you start cracking the cracking it at this that we've got three wooden spoons too then it's like well we'll then if you're going to tell us that we can claim those wooden spoons, which we'll happily do, we'll also happily claim the, the um, the the um, you know bucket load of tr- premierships we have as well. So 
you know, there's a lot of that stuff just happening in the last couple of weeks, just back and forth, back and forth, um, all the stuff in the media um, about the history of the club and the, and the prison bars and all that stuff has just added to the spice of this matchup this week. Um, you know, it, it's like I said, I didn't want to get too much into the prison bar stuff and I will do a lot more about just that and, and the stuff in the greater context of what we're doing with the prison bar stuff and all that um, in a separate podcast. But that has added to the added to the spice of this this matchup that we're coming into Um you know, tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to it, like I said, I'm recording this late on Friday night, so uh, it's 11.23 p.m. currently, so you have that um, context to it. But, um, you know, there's there's just the added spice of this, everything that's happened the last week and a half has just kind of just added that cherry on the cherry on top of what was already um, just an intriguing matchup, over, especially with um, Adelaide's better start to the season, but then they've fallen away a little bit. But they've certainly kind of shown enough that you can see um, there's a fight there. It's just they can't put it together for four quarters. So there was an intriguing um, element to the matchup. Um, probably a little bit more intriguing when they um, had, a, had a better win loss. Uh, were um, in the positives in win loss rather than negative now. But um, still three and four. Um, probably be- still a better start to the season um, than most would have had them picked at because you know they got the win against um, uh, Geelong and um, and have looked competitive in a couple of games too where they've they've lost in close ones. Um, you know, last week was a rough one for them, though. So I guess um, that's probably the next thing to get into is just where Adelaide are at. So yeah, Adelaide. Um, you know, after you know, surprisingly uh, big start to the season. Yeah, Tex Walker's kicking bags of goals, and um, you know, everyone's talking about him winning the Coleman and kicking a hundred goals in a season, and you know, typically getting ahead of themselves at Adelaide as they as they want to do um, with that. Um, you know, misplaced sense of entitlement that the that the that the team down at Westlake's has. Um, so they got off to a good start, um, and we'll admit that. We'll admit whenever they're playing good, um, and they did that win against Geelong was, um, you know, maybe they've caught you know, especially what Geelong did to Richmond tonight. They've probably Adelaide were lucky to catch Geelong, Geelong at their uh, at their most weakest of the year, I think, with the way that they look to be travelling just currently. Um, but uh, they, you know, they they. Looked alright. They were putting some, and it, yeah, it's kind of that is the the sign of a team that was is coming out into a, is in a re- rebuilding phase. There was young players playing some, having some highlight moments, but then they've kind of fallen back a little bit now as the pressure starts to build and the and the tolls of the season take their you know take hold. Um, and that's kind of what happens to a team that's just not quite battle hardened is that they just fall back to the pack a little bit. And now three and four and had a. Incredibly disappointing result against the GWS Giants side last last week that are also in a weird place, but they're on the up um, after a slow start to the season. So, kind of um, reversing, um, you know, very very different fortunes there with the two teams last week. But yeah, a eleven goal loss at home for um, for the for the Crows last week um, against GWS. So they're coming into the game, and you know, look, we're, uh, we'll get into us in a bit, and you know, we're coming into the game off the back of a. Um, you know, a disappointing loss as well. So it's certainly not um, saying that Crows are coming in. I mean, we're, we're coming in any different fashion to us, but um, their fortunes have been quite. You know, where they're looking to be is quite different to where we're looking to be. But um, the Crows team this week, um, we're going to see uh, Rory Sloan back, um, which, uh, as you know, anyone that keeps half an <laughs> half an eye on, um, um, but um, uh, half an eye. Uh, on the news, knows that he was out with um, uh, a detached retina, I think it was, which just sounds just, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those ones that just sounds icky. Um, but you know, obviously, um, 
he's given been given the all clear, which um, you know, I guess it's just you attach the retina again, I guess. Surgery. You reattach the retina since it's detached. That's just um I'm still just fascinated that you can detach a retina in footy, but I guess he smacked around the head a lot like Sloan does. He seems to have um, had about 50 million broken noses and a couple of fractured cheekbones. So, um, But yeah, he's back in the side. And then um, they're bringing in Luke Brown, Will Hamill and Darcy Fogarty um, to into the side, uh, which means that um, the outs, um, Shane McAdam, um, which I, I, you know, I don't haven't watched much Crows lately, but um, I thought he started the season all right, so it's um, interesting to see him out. And then Andrew McPherson, Nick Murray and Jackson Haightley um, out of the 22 as well. Um, they've got McPherson, um, Chase Jones, Frampton, um, our the export boy for Billy Frampton, and Josh Worrell as the emergency. So one of those will be the medical substitute. Quite surprised to not see Tom Lynch on the medical substitute um, list there, considering he's going for surgery and he's going to be out for a couple of months. I thought he'd be top of the list to be their substitute this week. Um, but uh, I guess they've, they've surprised us by doing the right thing with the medical substitute. So... Um, I guess you can't say that they're all they're all dumb down there because um, they've learnt something at least from this season with how to use the medical sub. Is it's generally good to have someone who's fit and um, able to play um, to replace an injured player. Um, it's probably good to have them fit. So oh, look, um, we all grow at different paces, and the crows are crows are just um, coming out of coming out of reception, I guess now. So they figured it out. Um, good good for you kids. Um, anyway, that's the. That's the state of their game, um, how they're looking um, going into the game tomorrow with their side. Um, otherwise, it's all you know, pretty much stations as usual with their squad. Um, if you've been watching them or keeping an eye, half an eye on them, not going to bother going through them. Bunch of bunch of scrubs. But anyway, that's more or less the same side apart from those ins and outs um, that they've been rolling with. So um, yeah, obviously Tex Walker's probably the the big name. That's um, as I've already mentioned this this week. Uh, or this year, he's um, been kicking bags of goals. Um, you know, I guess Thilthorpe came in the other week and had a, um, a great debut, but um, he's certainly coming up against a a defense that um, will test him. Um, as same with Tex, and um, yeah, it's gonna. That's what's gonna be exciting seeing um, our Port defense that I've I've said a lot about um, this this year and um, every week. I'm you know giving him a lot of props, even even in the losses. It's um that's been more about um the way we're letting the, them dictate the play to us in the middle of the ground has been a, a, a done has done no favours for our defence, and defence has played pretty well, despite the results at times. Um, and I've been pretty happy with some of some of their work, um, even when the, the tide's really running against them. So um, I guess that's the time now, isn't it? Talk about, talk about our squad and how we're looking, because there's a few ins and outs, as per usual, with um, how our team keeps getting injuries and, and whatnot. So it's time to talk about the Port Boys. Alrighty, so um, I mean the big one straight away. Um, Boke is back again, um, which is uh, look. I think we were all expecting him to be back, but there was a, there was that little worry um, earlier this week, and I think it's just you know coaches, you know you you um, you know <laughs> kind of keep an ace in your back pocket just in case things go wrong. You know you don't want to put all your cards in one basket and whatever. But um, they did say you know Boke's still not guaranteed yet. You have to see how he comes up, and so I was like, okay. Okay, okay, Ken, just keep us on our toes, that's fine. It's not like I have a life to live and don't want to have to worry about footy every fucking minute of the day, which I do anyway, so it is what it is, Ken, always call him a bluff. Um, but yeah, Boke um, came up this week and he's, he's um, good to go um, after missing you know, the, the quad injury that he's been carrying for a few weeks and he just missed Brisbane last week and he was sorely missed. Um, but if he if he is um, good to go and it was all more or less just a bit of rest to 
just let that injury um, kind of flare down a little bit, um, then he'll the way he's been going this year is pretty pretty good. But so if it's um, certainly not something that's hampered him too much, and he's just getting a bit of rest, then he'll be fit and raring to go this week, I think. And um, um, certainly a bloke that um, Travi that loves a showdown, loves beating the Crows, and um, he's a two-time showdown medalist, and um, he will hopefully be looking to. Um, add another one, which there'll be plenty of uh, contenders this week, I think. But um, I'd be love to see Boak win another one if he's going, if he has that kind of game. Um, the other one coming in uh, alongside Boak is Kane Farrell, um, which is an interesting one. Um, he's someone I do like, um, I've, I, and he's he's certainly um, he's just um, a player that's he does need to stake his claim a little bit, um, and I'm certainly hoping that he's coming to the side. Um, he's shown some things, and um, you know. We, we know what he's got. Um, he's probably just needs his effort, so kind of just needs to keep his head in the game. Is from my biggest um, hope for him this week is that um, he, the concentration in game is there, and because um, it's certainly going to be, he's going to need to bring the heat if the game does is close. Um, but yeah, then just um, take your opportunities with. Um, he's certainly going to be that kind of guy that, um, if we've got like you know, we've seen it a few times the last few weeks when we got those guys that take a mark, you know, around the fifty meters or just inside the 50 or just outside the 50 and they're kind of looking to handle all off because they don't have the distance. It's going to be the guys like Kane Farrell coming around and um, hopefully he can get some get loose from his defense defenders and, and have a couple of barrels um, with that long long leg he has. But um, yeah, he's um, it'll be... He's kind of coming in, I guess. Um, you got uh, Woodcock and um, Frederick have gone out of the side. Sam Mays as well. Uh, I think Woodcock and Frederick are going to be uh, in the emergencies, along with Mackenzie and Laddams, just reading the the re- uh, release from Port Adelaide here at the moment. So Mays, I think, is um, out, out, and uh, and then um, yes, sorry, excuse me, I'm having a having a coke um, and uh, a little bit a little bit gassy vanilla coke to keep me get the caffeine in to get this uh, get this one recorded. Um, so yeah, Woodcock, Frederick, Mackenzie, and Laddams are the emergencies. So we'll see one of those blokes um, named as the named as the sub. Um, tomorrow night and I guess we might get an idea um, of who um, when we see the um, SANFL side come out if any of those blokes are in that side then we'll have a pretty good idea um, be fun to see McKenzie get the sub best um, but certainly Frederick probably deserves it as well With he, he's gone alright the last couple of weeks and um, he, he's kind of with what Frederick can bring to to you know bouncing off half back and, and into the midfield as well and just kind of his, his what we've seen from the last couple of weeks. Um, I'd love to see him get the sub vest. I think, just with what um, yeah, what he can bring. I guess it depend on um, what the weather's looking like. There's rain around tomorrow a little bit, but I think it's it's meant to. I think we're meant to not see too much of that around um, by the night time. I think Frederick either way might be the way to go. So um, I do hope he gets the sub vest and um, and look, that's the it's the hard thing is because the sub vest is there is uh, only if there's an injury that requires. Um, the sub to be used, so you actually don't want to see if whoever's in the sub vest, you don't want to see come onto the field, because that means we're seeing someone go off with an injury of sorts. Um, hopefully nothing bad, but often, often, um, well, to use a sub generally, you're gonna have a player miss a week at least. So we don't want to see it, but um, if we're gonna see someone come on, I'd love to see Frederick get a shot again. Um, he has had a good, you know, he had a great debut on last week. Kind of didn't go well for a lot of players, but he still he got his touches. He can get the he get finds the ball, which is um, promising for a player of um, you know who's just coming to the game. And I'm sure he'd be itching to get in there um, in a showdown as well. So um, some fresh legs and and what he can bring, I'd love to see him get the sub vest. But again, we just don't want to see the sub vest used in the sub 
um, used if... Um, I keep saying sub-vest. I don't think they actually wear a vest, do they? I'm just going, going, going back to 2014. Um, anyway, um, yeah, let, let, let's just hope that the side that we've got out there um, is ready and fit and raring to go and um, no one's no one's needed to come off. Um, it's going to be... It's, uh, it's a lot of players, um, just like I was mentioning with the Crows. There's a lot of, um, a lot of guys that are going to be looking to bounce back from a disappointing week last week. Um, the forward line, I said in uh, my preview last week, I was looking forward to seeing them get a big test, and um, they unfortunately haven't haven't passed a big test yet. And, um, I guess a showdown is probably the next chance at a big test, even if the quality of the side that we're facing isn't, um, you know, on paper up there with um, Brisbane. Um, but uh, for Marshall and Dixon and Georgiades, those big three that we're kind of floating with the last month now. Um, to have a chance to kind of stamp their mark again um, in a big game, um, even if, like I said, the opposition isn't that the showdown is just an occasion. Um, and I'm sure Dixon would love to get a couple. Um, look, if Dixon come out with three and Marshall and Georgiades link up for f- uh, four or five between them as well, um, then, you, yeah, you've got eight goals on the board between the, you know, if you're getting eight goals out of your three tools there, then you're a long way away. You're a long way to getting the result you need. So that's what we need. We need those guys to stand up and... Um, you know, kind of, kind of show what we've, you know, and that's that's on the um, that's on the midfield entry as well. We need to need to kind of start putting it on in front of Dixon a little bit more, rather than uh, um, you know, we we like using Dixon and what he what he can do and bringing the ball to the ground, how he can ha- his power in the air, even though he's not highly, he's just he's just clunks clunks marks in those ways, but he hasn't he hasn't last week. It didn't happen for him quite well, and um and. You know, even Georgiades was always leaping last week. Just came to a no avail. So we just need to um, use the ball better coming into these guys, and and we'll get those get those results. Um, and then uh, then that'll also help bring the ball to ground better for the likes of Rosie and Gray and Fantasia, who were starved pretty well last week as well. Unfortunately, it was just it was just an aberration last week with what we'd seen from him. I, I was gloating and um, just ad, uh, admiring him um, after that St Kilda game with how how well everyone worked and you know Georgiades was getting around Dixon was doing his job Marshall was moving around well and Motlop kicked three and Ventage had a couple and Rosie had a couple and Gray was Gray got his one great, great, just everyone was, was working so well in that St Kilda game and I was really looking forward to seeing how they went um, and unfortunately it just didn't work at all last week we just struggled so much to get um, anything going and always th- that powerful forward line because when the, just looking at the team, like you know, you got Fantasia, Marshall, and Motlop across half forward, and then Rosie, Dixon, and Gray. Like that is just such an astonishing forward line, and to watch them get beaten like they did last week, um, they're going to be hurting. So um, they've just got to um, manifest that the right way for this week. And um, what better opportunity than to um, to take out your frustrations on the on the hometown rival and the Crows? I just um, there's no better opportunity for all these guys and. Particularly Georgiades going into his first showdown. Um, I kind of forgotten because it, it, you know, he had his games last year and he we, we enjoyed him last year and he's been in the side this year and it's and you kind of forget how how Rory is still in that youth. Um, obviously we've seen him get a rising star, so we know. But I kind of forgot that um, he hadn't actually been around. Um, you know, when we played last year because you know the unusual year it was. We only got one showdown out of it and um, and that went wonderfully. So um, hope Georgiades has a similar experience. Um, this week, um, so yeah, the forward line has not met, not much better chance to bounce back um, than this week. So, and you know, Lysett, um we looking to um, yeah, it was a rough a rough week in the ruck last week as well, and um, but uh, he'll be looking to um, 
he, he enjoys showdowns, I think, and loves them. And um, one of my favourite ever moments was him kicking that goal and just turning around and shoving the first bloke that he could see um, in that showdown back in 2019. So um, hope to see more of that out of Big Scooter. Um, midfield, um, you know, Wines um, was one of the few to hold his head high. He was the only one of our blokes to get in the coaches' votes last week. Um, so he's just having a real good a real good few weeks and a real good year, um, Ollie, um, in just incredible form. Um, so he's going to be important tomorrow again. He's another another contender for the showdown medal if he keeps keeps his form going. Um, Amon um, is an, another one that last week was um, probably just starved of it a little bit with how the game was going, and he's another one that's going to want to bounce back. Um, so um, you know he's a he's another one that's a chance. Like it was, um, you know, with the Peter Badko medal a couple of weeks ago, it was Wines and Amon were the two that were up there, right up there for me. And um, so he's going to be, you know, if he has another kind of finds a space in the ball again like he has um, up until last week. Um, he's going to be right up there as well. Um, so, you know, a lot of players contending and, um, you know, a lot of guys that are going to want to right the ship again, um, prove that last week was the aberration that we all believe it was. And, um, you know, what better what better game to have that, prove that against than um, the biggest game of our regular season every every year. Um, it's the perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect time to respond, really. Um, and look, our defense um, has been having a having a great year. Um, the, you know, the flags being you know colors been lowered a little bit in those those couple of results. But um, as I said, it's the defense. Um, you know, team defense is the thing um, that has to happen in you know games like last week. And um, we did get beat in the air a fair bit by by the um, you know just the the mark out marked and but. The ball was just coming in so easily at times um, for the um, and just so well utilised as well up at the Gabba. And it's just it's just amazing. Sometimes we get those results where the the other team just seems to be able to use the ball perfectly in every moment. And um, whereas we just seem to have our Benny Hill moments where we're crashing into each other. And so it's just one of those games last week. But um, you know, again, you've got Alir, um, You know, he was intercepting and spoiling and doing all the things that we've. Uh, grown to love of him so quickly um, in his in his first month and a half at Port, and um, he's gonna certainly. I think he's relishing the chance to play in a showdown tomorrow, and um, and you know he's had a bit of experience against the Crows already in the in the preseason and um, that game where he had sixteen marks or whatever it was, something outrageous in that preseason one, and just clunking everything and looking. Probably the first time that we really just went, holy shit, we've really we've really stolen one here. It was in that preseason game against the Crows, and um, I think he's going to relish a chance to actually do it in a, in a game that, you know, absolutely means something. And, uh, you know, he's he's kind of one of those ones that will love the chance to have a crack at a showdown medal too because the way the voting works, it's, um you know, a defender. Um, probably we don't want to see a defender win it because it means it's probably been a close game. But, um, um, but you know, he could he could take a bunch of marks across half-back there, intercepting, spoiling, and, and doing his job across if he get across half-back and keeping the press up high and we could still win by, you know, seven or eight goals and, and he'd have done his job and might be up there for the medal anyway. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, it's going to be exciting to see him in his first one. Um, Burton as well, you know, he's like I said, he's um, uh, he's had injury riddled years and he's having his first big year, I think, at Port Adelaide. And he's probably going to relish a chance to um, come out here and be fit and firing. Even though I know he, I was a bit <laughs> a bit worried last week when he went down, but he's he's in the side so. Um, and then you've got your old stages, you know, Cleary and Jonas and Hartlett have been around for years and Hartlett's a, w- a showdown medal winner himself and, and Jonas, you know, obviously these games, he knows how much they mean and Burn Jones, he's just, you know, all these guys are, again, um, just colours lowered slightly for some of them last week and just, um, this is the perfect opportunity to bounce back. I'm just 
excited for these guys. And then when you look at the, even the bench, you know, Bergman, his first one. Um, you know, Pau Pepper's coming back just his second week back and he gets to come out and like, the, he, Pau Pepper just, he's going to love this kind of shit, you know. He loves getting in and about it and um, getting around the ball and getting if the game gets a bit testy, it's going to be Pau Pepper's kind of game. So um, that's exciting. But yeah, I forgot, you know, Bergman coming in for his first showdown as well. And, you know, he's been one that's been impressing a lot this year. Um, I've been really excited with Bergman's work and, um, you know, for him to stay on the side and he's, he's getting some regular footy now and, um, you know, this is kind of a big test for him um, in this game. You know, showdown's going to... Showdown will tell you a lot about um, how players are going um, and kind of what kind of player they can be. You know, that goal... I just think back to last year when when Butters volleyed, volleyed that goal from, you know, 35 out, kind of like, um, you know, it'd be a, one of the all-time great soccer goals if someone volleyed from that far out and scored. And, um, you know, that was just one of those moments that when but and that celebration that I kind of <laughs> that photo that we all know about is celebrating after that one. It's just, it was maybe even in that moment that you just went, this kid, like, and I think we were already at that point where seeing that Butters after his first year and then uh, last year, he's going to be something special and pretty, pretty great. But I think it's moments like that you really go, geez, that player's got something else even that we already. That more than we already knew, and um, you know, the showdown games like that, the, those games that you can create that iconic moment for you, you know, you uh, Wingard, I know, obviously he's not with us anymore, and um, things didn't go exactly the way we thought, but you know, when he when he took that mark and kicked that fourth goal and or fifth goal or whatever it was in that last that last showdown at um, Footy Park, you know, those kind of moments, it's it's the moments that can define um, define the beginning of your career and and send your tra- trajectory the right way and. Um, you know, so many players have um, had that in showdowns, and um, now they've got an opportunity going tomorrow for a few players. You know, they're in their first showdown. You know, guys like Alir, um, but it's particularly the young guys like um, you know Georgiades and Bergman. Um, those young blokes coming into this game, you know, they can they can stamp stamp their mark on the both on the game, but also on the lore of the game and the history of the game, the history of the showdown, and um, and in our minds and our hearts. You know, there's a chance there to. Um, if you go into the game with the right attitude to really um, you really really define your career and the start of your career and get the trajectory going in a way that you ne- may not have expected because you just um, take that chance to um, have your moment in a showdown it doesn't mean it doesn't mean taking it doesn't mean something spectacular it just means the right moment at the right time um, you know when Wingard took that mark you know 35 out, or thirty out or whatever it was, you know, it was a it was a great mark. It wasn't like it was a hanger or anything. It was just a great mark, and he went back and kicked the goal. It was the moment that mattered. Um, you know, the the goal itself and the mark itself was just kind of fundamentals. But it was in the moment. It was a tough kick because in the moment it was it was to to win the game, and that kind of thing is just um, iconic. And then you know, Butters volleying that goal. It's just a moment. It's a brief split second moment, but it's just. Um, part of the part of the game again that you just remember because of just how great it was in the moment and um, what it took was a special moment and even Motlop as a veteran um you know that goal you know flashpoint what a time Stevie Motlop I was on the hill uh, that night and um I my beer that was in my hand suddenly ended up 10 feet in the air above me um and I don't even know what happened it was just it's just in the moment again so um it's it's unreal and there's a there's again there's plenty of players on the field for us that can have that moment tomorrow and um, hopefully we don't need the Flashpoint Stevie Motlop moment. I'd be much happier with a, a big win. Um, but uh, we just got to hope that whatever the situation comes, that the 22 that we have out there tomorrow night are experienced, are well in, uh, well battle-hardened for this moment and uh, can get the job done. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's about it on our squad. I've just been rattling, haven't I? Can you tell I'm nervous? Is that like obvious or? Um, and it's not even like I'm nervous. Like I've, I'm more confident than I usually am going to show. I'm just showdowns just eat me up because I hate the thought of losing them, um, even if I don't think we will. And like you know, I'm more confident than most tomorrow but it's just that it is that nervous anticipation still because the game just means so much that's why it's there that ner- those nerves are just because it means so much and that's a good thing that's something you should enjoy is because when something can mean that much to you that you that these kind of emotions are stirring around inside of you it's it's a good thing it's just it's also fucking exhausting uh, so <laughs> that's that's about that so i'm gonna take a quick break here and have some just um just just breathe for a moment maybe and then get back for the closing thoughts Alrighty, so closing thoughts really, and I don't really know what to do with closing thoughts apart from I think in my other previews I just say well, how much we win by, don't I, usually, or what I think we'll win by, uh, which is always, I'm predicting a win always for Port Adelaide at the moment anyway, so uh, didn't go too well for me last week, I've had some decent predictions and I've had some horrible ones like last week, um, but uh, I think this week is, um, God, she's a loaded one because... Um, all the all the money's gone to Port. Everyone's everyone's picked. You know, I think Rowie on his show he's got a bet that Port win by ten goals, and it's just like it's just all that stuff. I, I it's the knock on wood thing. I do that all the time. This podcast, anyone that's regular listening, which I appreciate it by the way. Um, you know, I do that all the time because it's just, and I'm not even superstitious. Just I do it because I have to make myself feel better. At least that if by some chance some cosmic thing in the universe means that something I said might affect something, then at least I've counteracted that and mitigated that by knocking on wood which what the fuck does that even make sense but hey i do it um me and my brother even had a thing from the cricket when we were there back in um 2014 when um when we were saying things that might happen you know he's oh you won't get out with this ball or whatever it's just like we're saying touch plastic because the plastic seats in front of us so god we're not like i said we're not even superstitious but we just fucking do it anyway um but yeah the game this week you know so much going on so much talk so much all this stuff all the stuff that's happening usually in a game when this stuff and showdown's coming up um it's all happening and um it makes me nervous as hell and i don't know what to think but um you've got to try and um coalesce it all and and figure it out and and be have a calm look at it and figure out where you're at with it and um look the 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 brutal fact of the matter is we are the better team at the moment but that means we've got a target on our back um and the crows would love nothing more to come out and knock us off when we're um in this moment and um and you know that's the that's the the challenge that they're facing and then it's also the challenge that we face is to not let them get that run on and that's why a, a good start's um, going to be crucial um because you could have uh, excuse me um again soda in the breaks uh, probably shouldn't do that um uh, it's podcasting should be but you know I'm, a, I'm this is amateur podcasting too so I apologize um I just have soda so um, but yeah, no, a good start is going to be the key, the key here. Um, and that's, uh, obvious, I guess, but, um, and it's not that it's crucial. It's just, um, having a start that doesn't probably, even if it's a, we've had those cagey starts like we did in the first game against kangaroos where, um, we really didn't get away from until, um, you know, the se- second half of the second quarter you know it was only the, the you know heading into halftime we've got that run of goals on and we've got to head got to kind of put the foot down um so you could say for the first 30 minutes of that game that they were right in there but the the key to that was we never actually let them get away either it's kind of like we were toying with them in a way it was um they were throwing everything at us and all they could get was you know maybe um, a few points ahead at any one point in time um and that's probably going to be the key tomorrow as well is um e, the, the crow's going to come out hot i think and th- that's all they can do is come out um, 
try to take the pressure game to us and and take their opportunities too. And that's that's something they have shown that they can do at times. You know, in that run against Hawthorne where they kicked uh, 15 straight and they had a real run in the second quarter. It was like they can score heavily um, and quickly when they want to. And, um, and, you know, I'm not saying that we're as bad a team as Hawthorne are either. So that's the thing is, but they do have the opportunity to do that. And we have seen our team, um, our Port Adelaide boys, when they don't bring the pressure is when they can get scored on. And that's, and that's going to be a thing. But look, they're at, we're at home in front of the faithful. Um, you know, it's a, our home game. Um, there's going to be 50,000 true believers in there. Never tear us apart, all that stuff beforehand. I just can't see that happening. So um, we do need to... We probably do... You, you want to win this game well um, to probably... I don't know if there's anything to prove, really, when it comes to a game like this, though, because um, you just want to win the showdowns, don't you? Um, so, look, while I, I do hope, I'd love to see a 10-goal win... Love to see a 75-point win like we had last year. That was just wonderful. And, and kind of having a couple of those in a row on them now in, in the kind of showdown ledger would be a nice little um, boost to the ego as well. Um, and I'm not... Yeah, so that would be nice. But look, I'm hoping, you know, if we at least win by six goals, that would be nice. Um, and I'm predicting that we probably should win by... Um, I think we should probably win by um, eight or nine, but um, I'd be happy with a six-goal win. That's probably where my baseline is. Um, with how where they are as a squad um, at the moment, they're just not on the same level as us. And that's, for a brief moment, me just being actually completely objective to the game. Um, they do have some talent in there, some youthful talent, but they're in and out of the side at the moment. You know, they're dropping guys that are looking like promising talents and bringing guys in. There's a lot of change over in that team, and they're not exactly it's not settled as either. And you got Sloan coming back in, which will be a big boost, but hope you know we'll see where he's at. Um, I'm sure he's fit and firing. It's Rory Sloan. Unfortunately, he's a pretty damn good player, and we have to accept that. Um, it'll be keeping guys like Tex in check, um, you know, and and then the next next in line it seems to be Phil Thorpe as well. So, kind of if our defense can keep the tools in check and not let them get off the leash and and get a couple of goals and kind of get that little you know that small crows contingent that will surely be in the ground um, going, um, that'll be the big thing. Um, just making sure we just no consistent runs, no no kind of you know, runs of momentum and no, don't let them get into the feel of the game. Keep the game on, keep them on their toes as far as not knowing how the game is coming. Um, the game's got to be dictated on our terms. And I've said so much at times this year about how good our control of games has been at times. We need to do that to, to the Crows tomorrow and, and control the game like we did against um, Essendon. Um, you know, Carlton, we had a good control of that game being an away game. Um, St Kilda, we really controlled it well. Um, you know, all those games and even... Even against, you know, Richmond, that, that second quarter, that was just domination. We just didn't put the scoreboard pressure on. So that'll be the key. Put the scoreboard pressure on, control the game, and um, and don't let them get the things that they've done well this year. Um, they don't seem to be able to do for four quarters, um, but we just not gonna, don't let them get the run on because um, in a showdown, um, as we saw them do to Geelong as well when they, when the, when they had that that momentum for a little bit, they're able to hold on. So we just got to, um, even if they have their little moments, don't let them get away. Um, just keep them, keep them on that short leash when they have their little, their little moments, and then and then um, and then punch back twice as hard, and and we'll get away with this one, no worries. So um, feeling pretty confident, which is um, as I said, I don't like in a showdown because I'm used to showdowns just always being tight, but um, it's just an, a weird place for both teams at the moment that we are just that much better on paper and um, should be looking um, at a you know. A good win. Um, so let's let's look. Let's just hope for a six goal win, or more, and um, get away and um, enjoy some bragging rights for a little while longer. So, 
Come on, let's get pumped up. Everyone, um, bring your voices, bring your bring your passion, bring everything you've got tomorrow because we're going to need it. And um, and just let these guys know who the true team um, in South Australia is and why we've been here for 151 years and counting. It's because of tradition, um, passion, and all the glory that was has been in our past that we're now bringing into our future as well. So it's Port Adelaide's day tomorrow. Let's make it. Let's, let's get it done. Come the bear. Let's go. Can't wait to see you all down there. Bloody hell I'm nervous, but bloody hell I'm excited. Let's go.